Are you struggling to believe that there is a purpose for your life? That after all you've been through, seen or done, that there's a chance you'll ever find peace and wholeness again? Welcome to Love and Be Loved. This podcast explores what matters to us the most. Overcoming adversity, success stories on relationships with God, ourselves, and others. Now here is your host, Lena Sibula. I'm so glad for you to listen in today. I would like to introduce you to Virginia Jones. Oh my goodness, guys, she's amazing. And you're going to love her testimony. And please, if you need help, reach out to me or to her to talk about mental abuse and um, what you can do about it. And um, Virginia is the wife of 32 years and mom of two beautiful daughters, homesteader and daughter of the King Jesus. And she learned that through Christ, she can do all things. And her passion to see the world a better and more beautiful place. Welcome, Virginia, to Love and Beloved podcast. Yes, hi, and thank you for having me this morning. I like to start with your life story. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and where your journey begins. Okay, um, so my name is Virginia Jones, and I was raised in a very dysfunctional family. <laughs> Um, my parents divorced when I was really young, I was probably 10 or 11. Um, you know, it's funny how the mind, sometimes you forget things because your mind protects you from a lot of stuff. So I apologize if, um, you know, I forget some details, but it was around 10 or 11, I think when my parents divorced and my dad was in the Navy. So we moved around quite a bit. And we were moving every, you know, three years or so. And it was when we lived in um, Maine that my parents got divorced. And um, my mom um, was raised pretty much in an orphanage. So looking back, you know, I kind of feel like that some of what I went through because of was because of something that she went through. Um, she was very abusive, some physically, um, but a lot mentally, she was very, you know, I was abused mentally, I was, you know, told that I wasn't worth anything that I would never amount to anything. Um, she was also a very jealous person. So anything that I ever succeeded in, you know, it was just I, I met with jealousy, <laughs> you know, all the time with stuff. Um, so at around 15 years old, um, I came to know the Lord and it was with the help of my husband and, and other people who were in my fellowship. Um, but when my parents divorced, um, my dad left me in the hands of a woman who he knew was abusive. He knew was very bitter and, and she was bitter, I think from the divorce as well. And, and maybe from her, like I said, you know, her raising and everything, but he left me in her hands knowing that's the kind of person that she was. Um, she almost beat me to death, you know, a short period before my parents divorced. So when I came to know the Lord, um, it took me quite a few years to call God father. I didn't because why would I acknowledge God as father when my earthly father 
didn't really have anything to do with me and left me knowing the situation that his kids were in. You know, he just walked away. And so finally, you know, several years later, you know, I did finally understand that God was my father and, and really that he had been there all along, keeping me and protecting me from things. You know, I mean, I can, you know, I contemplated kind of suicide a couple of times. Um, I just felt like that I was nothing, that I would never amount to anything. And even, you know, years into my marriage, you know, it, it took my husband and I, you know, I say that, you know, when you come to the Lord, you actually become brainwashed. And I know people, you know, th- can think of that in different ways. But when I came to the Lord, it's like my brain was reprogrammed. I was brainwashed by the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord had to retrain my thinking And with my husband's help as well, you know, I was able to see that I was finally, you know, I'm somebody, I am a daughter of the King. I'm important. And so with his help, you know, it took me a really long time. When you are raised in a situation like that, you don't heal overnight. It takes years for you to heal from mental abuse um, you know, and even, you know, my husband, and I've been married 32 years and I still struggle with it from time to time. And, you know, most of the time daughters want to be like their moms, but I recognize from a really young age that I did not want to be like my mother. Mm-hmm. She allowed bitterness. She allowed jealousy to really overtake her life. And she, she did become a Christian. And I've often told my husband that when you come to the Lord, um, God doesn't just arrest you and make you live for him. You have to choose to live for God. You have to choose to obey him. And so when my mom came to the Lord, a few things changed, um, And, you know, I don't want to be too descriptive. I'm not trying to be, but, um, you know, she used a lot of foul language. I was called certain things um, and that went away. But the constant barrage of, you know, how come you can't do things like this or why can't you do this or you know, you need, you know, it's just constant mental, you know, and um, I ended up leaving home at 16. And with people and mental abuse, and I'm speaking from my story, I can't speak from everybody else, because, you know, people's stories are different. But in my situation, my mom would use manipulation, she would use, um, she would try to guilt trip me into, you know, coming back to her and stuff. And so at 16, I finally said, you know, I'm done with this. I can't go back to this. I can't live this way. And I ended up actually living with my husband's parents for about six months before we got married. And I decided at that point that I was not going to raise my children the way I was raised Unfortunately, there were a few things I did that, you know, my mom did, you know, and 
Um, I never, I never tore down my children or anything, but you know, I would get frustrated or, you know, I would get angry about something and I would start, you know, screaming and yelling or, you know, and those are certain things like that. You know, you do, unfortunately, you sometimes pick up things, you know, from your abuser that you don't really want to. And, you know, I apologize if I'm carrying on too much. I don't want to be talking oh, all too much. good, but. because honestly, like I can relate to many yeah. things that you're saying. So, yeah. But. So I, you know, I made a purpose that I was not going to be a victim. I did not want to be a victim. I wanted to be victorious. I wanted to overcome this. I did not want to live this way. And I made that my, um, I don't know, my goal, I guess, you know, that I was going to raise my kids in the fear of the Lord. And I was going to do different than my parents had done. And so my dad ended up moving to Idaho um, and, you know, it's hard. I mean, years later, I, I did forgive him and, um, you know, I gave him to the Lord and, you know, I, we had discussions. I, I was able to go out to Idaho and I talked to him and I told him how I felt and everything, but it's really hard to have a relationship with a father who lives 3000 miles away. It just is very difficult. Um, my dad is also not a Christian, so that makes it harder with a lot of things. Um, but, you know, I've done the best I can. And, you know, if I can speak to anybody out there, you know, the darkness that you go through with mental abuse, you know, it is a dark place. It is a place where, you know, I, I didn't know if I would ever be able to get out of it, you know, I didn't know if, um, you know, things would change or whatever. And like I said, you know, I tried to take my life a couple of times. Um, I just didn't feel like living, but when I came to know the Lord, I understood that God was there with me. I mean, I, I felt, you know, his presence at, at a young age and I felt God leading me and guiding me out of that. And if it had not been for the Lord, I would not be where I am today. Um, and so, you know, for anybody out there, you know, just hold on, you know, don't give up, don't stop, you know, and determine in your mind that you're not going to be a victim because that is really to the abuser. If they can uh, make you feel like, you know, there's no hope. And, you know, if they can make you feel like you're a victim, that's just going to egg them on more and more. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, my mom was a very controlling person. I mean, she has since gone on. She passed away several years ago. Mm. Um, but, you know, for example, and I know to some people this may sound stupid, but my mom was controlling to even the point where when I was a young teenager, I was not even allowed to, to roll up the sleeves on my shirt. I wasn't allowed to pick out my own clothing. Um, she would constantly be, um, you know, dividing between my friendships and I, you know, I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things that the other kids were allowed to do. Um, it was just constant you know, control all the time. And, you know, another example is 
when my husband came over, it was my boyfriend then came over for dinner one night and he sat down and ate dinner with my best friend while I was doing the dishes in the kitchen. And I was like, you know, little things like that, you know, it was just very, very controlling. And, you know, so when I came out of that, I honestly, in the beginning, you know, I didn't know what to do in the beginning with certain things, you know, and then, you know, when I was allowed to actually, for example, roll up the shirt sleeves on my shirt, it was like, I can do this. <laughs> I can actually do this, you know, yeah, and to make your own choices too. Right. Exactly. But, um, right. It's um, good that you pointed out that your mom didn't have a good life because honestly, that's what I realized about my parents. And that's mm-hmm. what really helped me to forgive them when I look right. back and have a compassion for them because mm-hmm. they didn't have a good life. So hurting people hurt people, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's how it goes. And I'm so grateful that it broke with you because you chose not to be a victim and you chose not to raise your children the same way because I was the, in the same situation and Mm -hmm. um, I did carry some stuff from her. And now I just noticing because God allowed me to deal with this things, God one at a time. Mm -hmm. And, um, some of the things that um, actually helped me like to look at her while um, I was teenager, I hate her for like over 20 years. And I'm carried this burden in my heart because I believe that they are fail me as a parent and what kind of mother you are and all this stuff. But now when I'm on another side, when I'm healed, redeemed and forgiven, and while I'm mm-hmm. mother of three kids, as well as her and I have a husband and I have um, chores and home and, mm-hmm. and all those responsibilities. I look back and I was thinking, if my husband wouldn't love me, if I didn't have my church community, if mm-hmm. I have to work on top of the care of all these three kids full time, if I didn't have a support, if I wouldn't have even hot water to wash those dishes or buy food or didn't have a car, it's actually make me think what kind of woman I would be. Mm-hmm. And it's actually opened my eyes that not only she didn't have anything, um, any physical comfort, she didn't have emotional comfort as well, mm-hmm. because pretty much everyone abandons her in that marriage. And um, she struggled because she was very young and she actually probably got the postpartum depression because that's what I got after mm-hmm. my kids. But nobody talked about this that time. So right. she pretty much suffered. Mm-hmm. So it's given me a huge way to give her that compassion now that I understand this. But same as you, honestly, it takes guts and it takes courage and right. it takes mm-hmm. really listening that inner voice now we know that it was holy spirit and god right. tried to get us through it but people who don't know god right now i'm telling you guys that inner voice that telling you that this is not okay and there's hope and there's another mm-hmm. way that god's speaking to you so please listen he always gonna show you right way and uh, it's take courage to say enough is enough. And you were so young. I left my house at 16 as well, but I wasn't so fortunate 
to find someone to love me. So I have another probably 10 years of the mess in my life until I actually come mm-hmm. out. So there's wow. another wow. thing, guys, if you have anything like you feel like something's wrong with me don't be ashamed don't be quiet right oh mm-hmm. help because there's people who gonna help you to understand what's going on and you know mm-hmm. in your mind or in your heart that something is wrong so please speak up find some right. confident person or professional mm-hmm. don't hold on on this stuff because it's gonna literally create discord in your mind that push you even down and i do believe that's how you get to suicidal thoughts as well when Mm -hmm. you feeling like it's nothing go right for you and world would be better Mm -hmm. without you this is all lies so don't listen to that you are worthy you are significant your life is very very valuable so honestly and you're not alone look that's why right. we are right. hearing with guests like Virginia and we're just talking about our lives publicly. So you would hear that mm-hmm. nothing there that you do is so beyond repair that you right. have to right. done Absolutely. with this. So that's that's my main, main purpose for this platform, guys. Mm-hmm. It's for you to have encouragement and have hope. So honestly, and you are so loved. And so that's what I want to say. And, you know, one thing that, you know, I realized, you know, coming to the Lord too, that, you know, the Bible tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, God has a purpose for every life. He didn't just, you know, create us for nothing. You know, we have a purpose. And, you know, my purpose in my life is, you know, to share the word of God with people. And, you know, on my podcast, I try to be inspiring. I try to, you know, motivate people to, you know, get out there and, you know, do something wonderful, you know, with your life. And like you said, you know, we got to stop listening to the lies Mm -hmm. because we are fearfully and wonderfully made and we do have a purpose. And, uh, you know, I want to go back to what you were saying about, um, you know, we have compassion for our abusers. And, you know, it doesn't mean that if you're in an abusive situation, it doesn't mean that you have to go back and be, you know, in close friendship or a relationship with that person. There are times, and I had to do this, um, where I had to separate myself from, you know, my mom and my dad. I mean, he lived in Idaho, so he's 3000 miles away. Um, You know, but with my mom, we ended up moving out of the city where she lived. We ended up moving uh, about a half an hour away. And, you know, that did help me because I wasn't in close proximity. So, you know, if you are in an abusive situation and you've gotten yourself out of it, you know, having compassion for them doesn't mean that you have to go back into that relationship. And but, I want to make sure that you guys understand this. The compassion came like 15 years later mm-hmm. when I was healed. Right. So honestly, mm-hmm. it's going to be right time in the right place. Right. You're right, right, Virginia. This is not like for you to put yourself back into mm-hmm. the harm's way. Because right. it's going to take so much time to heal you. Mm-hmm. 
and wait for that moment. You don't mm-hmm. owe them anything. You don't owe anything to anybody. Your way mm-hmm. to healing and your timeline to healing, it's your own time. And mm-hmm. I think that's what allowed me to be good to them when I realized how much I'm precious, how much I loved by God, right. how much right. I was, I was mm-hmm. like, hundred percent stable into my identity in Christ and how solid I was. And then almost like, it's not my past disappear. I just was able to look at it in it from the different perspective. Right. Exactly. Right. I just want to ask you, um, can you share with listeners or maybe advice would you give to someone struggling with this right now? Wow. <laughs> um, all like, you know, it just keeps coming to my mind. Just, just hold on. And I know that that's easier said than done. I know it is. Um, you know, try to reach out. And like you said, you know, don't be ashamed to share with someone that you trust. You need to be able to have people in your life that you can trust but don't be afraid to share with them what you're going through and just, you know, hold on. There is hope out there. The Lord is able to bring you through the darkness that you're going through right now. He's able to, to comfort you and to protect you. And, you know, every situation is different. You know, your situation is different from mine and mine's different from theirs, but you know, just hold on and have courage and, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to people, you know, try, you know, if it's a pastor, you know, if, if it's, you know, a school teacher, you know, if it's a nurse or a doctor or, you know, someone that you can trust that you can reach out to and, you know, just don't give up hope because, you know, the Lord delivered me, he helped me through and he was able to, keep me solidified and stable. And he was able to, you know, protect me. And, you know, even in all the lies, you know, that I was believing, there was someone there that God had already appointed to be in my life in the future that was going to be able to help me to see that what I was being fed was lies and that I was, you know, I needed to see the truth. That's a good, good advice. Thank you so much for sharing. And honestly, when you were talking about, and I just keep thinking, and I want to tell you guys this thoughts on mine, because when you go to church, it's not only for Christians, honestly, for people who don't know God, our doors are so open for you. We mm-hmm. want you to come there. If you think that you're alone and you cannot share this with anyone, I give you a hundred percent like, well, I cannot promise you that because we all like, but we all have our own trouble and we're all sinners. So we're like not perfect, but I'm telling you, if you go to the church and you are not Christian and you find someone and say, you know what, I want to know more. There Mm -hmm. will be people who are going to help you. And it's free of charge. You can ask for a Bible. You can ask for right, a prayer. Absolutely. You can yes. ask for somebody 
even to answer all those questions, mm-hmm. or even like ask someone, you know what, I have this situation, I need to talk to someone. In, and it's, um, I want it to be confidential. And mm-hmm. guys, there's gonna be people who gonna come and help you, even if they don't know you, even if you don't right. know them, if even if you don't know God, there's gonna be people because no matter if you do know God or not, God already prepared the people for you, like Virginia said, because he knows everything about you. Right. So your path right. already made. You just have to have that choice because he's not going to mm-hmm. force you into church. You have to make that decision. I want to know right. more. Right. And honestly, if you hear this and something's stirring in your heart, and you thinking, mm-hmm. I tried everything, never ever works. People don't listen. I don't trust people. I don't trust this behavior. I don't trust myself. Mm-hmm. I don't trust my mind. I'm on the end of the rope. I want to just be gone. Please give God a chance. Honestly, right. like right. nothing to lose for you anyway. You already decided mm-hmm. that you want to be done with this life. Just give God a chance. Give this opportunity. Right. So yeah, reach out to your local church. Yeah, reach out to us. Honestly, I'm gonna Mm -hmm. post our email addresses there. If you think that it would be more comfortable for you to talk to us, go ahead to Mm -hmm. Virginia, to myself, and we will definitely open for you. And I think that that's, you know, why, like you and I have gone through things, you know, we sometimes ask that question, you know, why God, why did I go through this? You know, why did you allow me, you know, I never blamed God, God wasn't the one, you know, people have a free will, they can choose to do what they want with it. But I believe that God allowed me to go through that, to be a witness to someone else to be that anchor for somebody else. And, you know, like, uh, Lena said, you know, if you, need somebody to talk to, we are more than willing to, you know, give our email addresses and, you know, be able to just reach out to us and, you know, don't give up. Don't, don't give up. You know, there is hope. Tell us where the listeners can connect with you online. Okay. Um, so my email address is a vintage lady, 1817 at gmail.com. And I'm also on Facebook, a vintage lady, and I'm on Instagram. Uh, I have to look at it here for a second. (laughs) A vintage lady podcast. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm also, um, I do a blog on WordPress. And that's a vintage lady podcast dot WordPress dot com. That's awesome. And you guys, I'm going to put everything in show notes so you can see the links and the email as well. And before I let you go, Virginia, I would like to ask you my signature question. What does love and to be loved means to you? Wow. (laughs) I've never actually stopped and thought about that. Um, I think to be loved, you know, love is a choice. It's not something that we just automatically do. And, you know, one thing, you know, like I think you've already stated that, you know, when we come to, to know the Lord, you know, our situation is not going to change overnight. It's going to take time. 
And, you know, through God's healing process, we're able to change. And, you know, we may not be able to change the people who did those things to us, but we change the perspective of how we see them. And to me, love is, is sacrifice. You know, God showed the greatest love that anyone could ever have. He gave himself as a sacrifice for us. He came to earth um, and he died for his creation that we could be set free from the things that we're dealing with. Um, you know, to love someone is to choose to be that, that friend that they need, that close companion, to sacrifice your time and, and, you know, maybe even your material possessions in order to help somebody else in need. Um, and, you know, to be loved is, is just to, to know the Lord, to feel his peace the peace that passes all our understanding, because we don't always understand why we went through things. We don't always understand why we're going through this valley, but God can still give us that peace in the midst of it all. And to be loved by the Lord is, is just the most beautiful thing because, you know, he, he chose to call me his child. He chose me. And it's just such a beautiful picture. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And honestly, while you were talking, this verse came to my mind because sometimes you guys can ask yourself, if your God's so wonderful, why, why, why he's allowed mm -hmm. you to go through these troubles? And um, it's definitely, although on another side, Sometimes we don't understand, but now on another side, we actually see the reason. So we can have compassion for mm -hmm. those who is struggling as well, because it's it's easier to understand and say, yes, I understand when you mm -hmm. went through this similar situation. But this verse was coming to my mind, actually, like through all the struggle that I'm going through, um, I feel that this verse always come into my mind. So if you don't mind, I will read this. And it's in Romans 5.3.5 NLT. And it says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us to develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And the character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. That's what is encouraging for me because I'm not doing this battle alone. Struggle right. will happening and trouble will be going through our lives no matter if we mm -hmm. believe in God or don't. But because I do have this amazing hope and salvation that never disappoints, that literally sometimes, I kid you not, guys, I went through like so much hell, even as being a Christian, and I felt like I've been carried through, you know, mm -hmm. and I believe that if God not remove that trouble from me, he will walk through with me. And honestly, right. through hell that I went before I knew Christ, nothing to compare to now. I'm, 
I don't say that I'm enjoying the troubles now, but you know what? I have like this humongous faith that I'm going to come out victorious. Amen. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. Really, really cool. So anyway, um, I actually want to ask you, Virginia, is there any final thoughts? Um, (laughs) I, I just, I just live each and every day, you know, with gratitude and, um, you know, when I, and I, unfortunately I haven't done it this morning, but I try to spend each day in the word. And, you know, one of the things that I do try to thank the Lord for every single day is that I was able to get up this morning. Because the Bible says that his mercies are renewed every single morning. Mm. And, you know, every day that I get to, to rise up out of my bed and I get to live for him and enjoy, you know, being with my family and enjoy the creation that God has given us, you know, it's just such a blessing. And so, you know, I would say to all of you out there, you know, even in the struggles that you're going through, even in you know, that dark time of your life, you know, try to find something to be grateful for. And that, you know, that's one of the things that I really feel like, you know, was a a rock, a, a foundation for me is just to have a grateful heart, just to be able to have something every single day that you can be thankful for. And, you know, like I said, never give up, just, just keep holding on, reach out to those around you who you can trust and, you know, share with them your situation and, you know, have someone pray with you and, and know that God, God has a plan for you, that you are, you are a beautiful person and, you know, you're fearfully and wonderfully made and, and God has you in the palm of his hand. I actually writing down all the verses that have been mentioned today because I would like to put them in the show notes. And if you guys know Bible by heart, I hope and pray it will renew your heart and mind today mm-hmm. and encourage you. But if you guys don't know verses, this is what God says about you and accepts and thinking and believing those lies that circling in mm-hmm. your mind right now thinking about those things, you know, maybe you don't know Bible, but it's just a book with the truth and the direction for your life. And Mm -hmm. honestly, when you read it, even just think about the fact that this omnipotent God, like made you and love you and have Mm -hmm. this plan and desire and it's good, good will for you. It's hard to understand, especially when you right in the midst of it, but one day, if you don't give up, you look back mm-hmm. and you will see that everything happens for a reason. Right, so right. check out these verses and just meditate on it and think about them. And just please believe. Don't ask why. Why? Just believe that it's true because I do believe it is and it changed my life. And mm-hmm. I look and hear Absolutely. Virginia and it worked in her life. And it's there are millions and millions and millions of people that it worked for them. So I do believe it will work for you as well. Yes, absolutely. Have to start. So thank you so much, Virginia, for being our guest today. So much inside. And um, our special guest is Virginia Jones. She has learned that she's able to overcome 
by her attitude and nothing is possible if she has the courage to face it through God and through faith. And living each day with gratitude makes her life so much easier. I yes, absolutely agree. Attitude of gratitude, I'm telling to my children. <laughs> and it's so important. Sometimes we are forget that even wake up in the morning and each breath, it's the yes, gift. Yes. And sometimes it's hard to find something to mm -hmm. be grateful for. But when you wake up, this is a gift because yes. that morning can be denied to mm -hmm. many. Right. Thank so, you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And reach out, guys, to Virginia to learn mm -hmm. more. And I will post in show notes links to everything was mentioned in this episode. And stay tuned for another edition of Love and Beloved. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all. And thank you so much, Virginia. So grateful for you and your time. Yes, thank you. And remember, you are never alone. You are loved. You are God's treasure, precious and priceless to Him. Thank you for listening to Love and Be Loved. If you have any questions about what you heard today, visit lovedandbeloved.com. It's love and the letter B with no E, loved.com. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and share the show. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you'd like to connect, we would love to hear from you. So send a quick note to lenasabula at gmail.com. Stay healthy, stay safe, love and be loved.